Hey, yo, John, we live? Countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Surprise, motherfucker. You're listening to the Rhythm and Breathe podcast with your host, DJ DW, Prince Latif, Lucky Lefty, and Mr. R&B Welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, we are the Rhythm and Brews Podcast. I am Lucky Lefty. And to my left is your boy, Mr. R&B Smooth. And I am the Podfather, Prince Latif. And on the ones and twos, DJ T-Dub, what, what up? Sipping on? What up, what up, what up? So if you're watching this thing on YouTube, make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. And if you just listening, go on and share that thing. Bird. Yeah, yeah. So we about to get right into it. Yo, D-Dub, cut the music. Cut the beat. And our special invited guest. Oh, yes. Mr. Full Blast himself. Yo. He know now. Tex Watts, <laughs> a.k.a. Deuce Buzz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo. Tell the people who you are one time for the one time. Man, thank you guys so much for having me, man. Not a problem. The name is Deuce Bug, as you said. Um, many know me as Kenny, uh, my gov, and uh, <laughs> the, the owner-operator of Full Blast Booking. Um, and it's, uh, like I said, it's a pleasure to be here. So thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Yeah, yeah, man. So we, uh, we about to get this started. We getting into the shits of the shits. <laughs> <laughs> and what we call that thing? We call that thing shot clock. Ooh, D-doubles off. There it goes. It's all right. We had to give him time to catch up. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, we ain't been <laughs> here like... Long. No, it's been like two, two, two three, three weeks. weeks a little bit. It's usually every other week. Yeah, it's yeah. usually every other week, you know. But things happen. You know, yeah. life happens. Trips get taken. Or, and, hey now, I just got back, but we're going to talk about that. Yeah. All right, all right. Since you make the Kool-Aid best, you want to tell them how to play? Of course, because I don't, I don't measure my sugar. So we playing a game of word association. <laughs> I just poured that. <laughs> uh, um, so we're going to play a game of word association. My man Luck here is going to give you a series of words. You have to think of a song pertaining that contains that word in the lyric. And then you have to give us the, tar- the title and the artist. In 10 seconds. And you can't use your you own music. You can't use your own music. Can't use your own music. Okay. And if I can't. And if you can't. You take a shot. You take a shot. Oh. Okay. And if you do it. We you can. Yeah, yeah. You can choose which one of us has to take the shot. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? How many yeah. words is it total? Just it's going to be three. It's going to be three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. The last one is going to be a hard one. Okay. And I'm going to see, like, if you like hip hop, hip hop, it's going to be 
No. Does this ha- this has to be hip hop? No, no, it doesn't have to be hip hop. It'll be anything. You know, you can do rap, R and B, hip uh, rock, whatever. All right. So, your word is bring. Okay. I came to bring the pain. Right? Yeah. Method Man. What's the name of the record? Um, bring the pain. There you go. There, right. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. There we go. So it's just like that. All right. Easy. That was a nice little layup. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, bring it back nice to the file line. All right. <laughs> your word is life. Ooh, you know what? Ten. <sighs> nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two, I don't know one, because you want to know why I you said I can't use my songs and I and I have like five songs with the title Life yeah. and that's all that kept <laughs> popping in my head and I was like no I can't say that one can't say that one yeah. I'm sure that's also a layup there's tons of songs with the yes. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> gonna hit him with the my life is all I had my my, well, my, my pen my pad or uh, life's a bitch and then you, you die. die that's why we mm-hmm. puff live because you never know when you so, gotta go. Yeah, I have a song called Life's a Bitch. I have a, a single I'm about to release called The Meaning of Life. Nice. I have a song called Love Life. Um, Mad Life. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, more Life. More Life. More life. This is a, this, uh, it has to be the title of the song or in the lyrics? No, it just has to be in the song. Yeah, it just has to be in the song. Here's my shot. All right. So, like I said, this one. Steph Rain? Yeah. Okay. And it's only one song I know that has this, and everybody oh, should know that has this. Oh, now you're fucking cheating. No, no, no. Oh, you okay. know this shit, too. Your word is New Haven. What the fuck? Yep. I'm sure I'm fucking... Phil Blount has a song called Mr. New Haven. <laughs> I don't know it, but I'm that's, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, shout out to Phil Blount. Hell yeah, shout out to even... Phil Blount. Yeah, I don't know any song that has New Haven. In it. I'm. Uh, you do too. You do. Damn, these guys are trying to get me drunk. <laughs> Early. <laughs> Welcome to Rhythm and Bruce yeah. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo, Kansas, Miami, New Haven. Everybody, rock! Who the fuck? No, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know every city that that man said. <laughs> you got Who be. is that man? Who said? Who was that? Rhymes. That was everybody oh. rise on. Uh, I don't know. Was it? You right? He did. He did. E-L-E. He did. E-L-E. Yeah, that was Ely. Yeah, but damn, yeah. dude, like I you, told you, it was gonna be a hard one. I, Cause I'm thinking about uh, snow. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Some I Nelly had a song too. New, I met New this girl Haven. named Raven from New Haven. <laughs> <laughs> Body hairy like some type of caveman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. He had, Think about freaking you in the middle of fucking my boo. Oh my god! What we gonna do about that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be the only dude that knows about New Haven shouts and hip hop facts. And you ain't even from New Haven, right? I'm from Connecticut. That's, that's, that's how I go. Yo, how, how's y'all, how y'all been since this last episode? Man? <laughs> been good, man. Working. And chilling. D Dub, what you been up to, sir? Whole lot of working and a whole lot of fatherhood. 
I didn't know where you were going with that. A whole lot of working and a whole lot of fatherhood. Ah, I see where you thought he was going with that, you nasty motherfucker. You already know, man. You skipped a step. Deucebug, how you been these past couple weeks, sir? Oh, man, I have been grinding. I have really, like, we're less than two weeks now, about two weeks away from tour, and, uh, oof. The, the the sky is falling in my, in my world. So, uh, but yeah, but it's it's a good thing. I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, I've been good. I've been doing a lot of fatherly things too. Cool. Okay. That's I life just, these uh, days. I tried to slow down my grind. I went on vacation. I yeah. mm. uh, just got back from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was dope. Masked uh, up the entire time because they weren't. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was it was a dope little trip, nice little break, which is why we haven't been here. Um, for those that don't know, uh, what about you, sir? Well, word to this record right here, I went to the verses. Okay, okay, Locks right. first dipset. Um, it was definitely a great experience. Um, I was a little upset that dipset was not prepared, <laughs> but um, when you go against the caliber of the locks. How much can you be prepared for it? And what kind of pisses me off, Cam don't do his old shit at all. Mm-hmm. I think the only record he did was 357. Mm-hmm. He ain't do Let Me Know. He ain't do What Means the World. He ain't do Horse and Carriage. He ain't do his verse on Band from TV. Yeah, I was expecting that to happen. Yeah, that that would have been dope. I was expecting horses. They didn't do that. I was. I old. wasn't. Not, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting yeah, that at all. Horses care. Not a you song with Mace. Cut, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't isn't verses about your hits though? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But him and Mace have like this brotherly, like yeah, hate they, love oh, relationship. Yeah. Like when he love Mace, he love Mace. When he hate Mace, he hate Mace. So right now he ain't really fucking with Mace. So. He don't really like that. And he don't even really like Horse and Carriage. Yeah, he was like, that was just a radio record. Because yeah, if, if you listen to Confessions of Fire. That's the song that put him on, though. It is. Yep. I mean. It is. But if you listen to Confessions of Fire, he talks about how, first of all, Confessions of Fire is all over the place. He had to put that on mm-hmm. the album because he needed a radio hit. Because if you listen to Confessions of Fire, that's like Eminem before Eminem. Like, that shit was crazy. Mm. So, he don't do those records. And when I'm like, oh, yeah, Dipset got this. They got too many hits, this and that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that was the album. As soon about shooting as... somebody's poodle. Yeah. Eating he's noodles like, or noodles. He's <laughs> like, now y'all thought I was cuckoo when I ate that poodle's doo-doo. <laughs> and convinced myself it was Coco Pebbles. Like, he was, he was talking some crazy shit. Yeah. But... I'm like, oh yeah, Dipset got this. We out in the hall Psych. with a whole bunch of people, like burger, burger, all types of stuff. And then as soon as them niggas drop, if you hope we wouldn't make it, fuck you. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh shit, they starting with this record, uh-huh. first record, then first the second record, right record. out the gate, in the second, then they, they, then they do, I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, I like how to do it. We are yeah. ready. That's cool. Uh-huh. Then he did Band for TV. I said, oh, yeah, these niggas lost. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's over. Um, hey Ma is a Cameron song, isn't it? That's a dip they set did that. song. Yep. 
But that's a, a can't like a that's his song. No, that was a dipset song. Dip, that was dip, from the diplomat, diplomat album. Oh, diplomat was it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um No, it wasn't. I want to say it was a camera. The remix song. was on Diplomatic the remix was Diplomatic Immunity. Yes, you're right. Because right? yeah. that was um com, um it was Cameron um, featuring yeah, Wells. It was uh Come Home With Me. Oh. That was on Come Home With Me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He okay. didn't do daydreaming. Yeah, he didn't do anything from Come Home With Me. No, he did. He did Welcome to New York City. Because oh, then yeah. that's when... Cause had, that's when... Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he had no choice yeah. at that point. But They did this shit entirely too early. Yeah. They did balling entirely too early. Like, they did G's Up entirely too early. It was a lot of records. They played a lot of shit that I didn't even know. I'm sorry. They played a... No. I mean, I knew the records, but they didn't hit that hard. When, I, when we say they were talking about Dipset, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Dipset. But like when Jada went into his bag, he said, yo, y'all could have just stayed in your car and listened to this yo. on Apple Music. <laughs> I, yo, I am so glad that that happened and became a thing. I'm so glad. This man talks about that every four or five episodes. I've been Screw talking it. about what? that for 20 years. <laughs> 20. Talk about what? Probably more. Not not a rap or performing over right. your, your lyrics. I'm oh, not yeah. even an artist, right? But when I do karaoke, <laughs> I make sure I don't hear the other person's <laughs> words. That shit throws me all the way off. Yeah. Or, I do that shit regularly. But when like Jadakiss was just just he just woke up and chose violence that day. Like, and he, he chaos. Like, but you know what was the cool thing about Jada the way he said that when mm-hmm. he said it? It was like Pandemonium like, when this record like dropped. He out. was he was alarmed, like he was shocked, like he wasn't he wasn't coming at it like somebody like me, like I've been mm-hmm. saying this for twenty years, right. like he wasn't like already aware that this was an issue. Mm-hmm. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you rapping over your vocal? Why are you doing? Who does that? You know, it's like Jada, bro. They've been doing that, man. They've been doing that. Thank you for fucking somebody finally and the saying sad something thing about is, it. Too is like the chemistry you could tell. The locks been together since like eighty eight. You know hey, what I'm saying? They ain't going nowhere. Best example was somebody on Twitter said, you just saw the example of a rap group versus a group of rappers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that, a, that that was that ended it all for me. They put a whole list together of why. <laughs> Yo. Why. I seen that list. That I got it saved. Under Diddy. Listen, though. Rapped oh. under Biggie. Mm-hmm. Took on one of the biggest rappers on Rockefeller at one point. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. And it, you know, Beanie. Yep. There was more to it, right? It was like he was spotted by, uh, who was it? Faith or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was pretty deep. No, it was Mary J. Blige that spotted Mary J. Blige and brought them to Diddy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yep, exactly. So it was like, it was so much shit. And it's just like, yo, he really don't get the respect he deserved. And I've been a Jada fan. But here's the thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They don't get the respect that they deserve because even she in the don't last, get the respect he deserves. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, in the last two weeks since the verses, that's all they've all been conversations about. been about Jada, like Styles and and Sheik weren't even there. Yeah, I've seen people refer to them as side pieces. Nah, they were they were referred so to as side pieces on the verses. No, so I, I think that they definitely um, planned that. I think that they were like, you know what. You're gonna you're gonna carry the torch right now. Yeah. This is your this has been your thing. You've mm-hmm. been the most yeah. successful of our three. Mm-hmm. It's your time. And we're here. And you're you know probably what I mean? right. We're right yeah, here. But you know what? Right. Get it. Get because it. Because Sheik took out 50 alone. Yeah, he did. 
He took 50 out alone. <laughs> and Man. nobody talks about that. I don't know if, like, I don't know how old everybody in the room is. If you remember when high i get high yeah. Yeah. that it's was on. the banger of all bangers that summer mm-hmm. and i know that jada sold more and i know that jada has more singles or whatever but like styles has the the, the one he did that you know what i'm saying yeah, he did yeah. he did that and, and like it's it shows and it also speaks volumes to a real group of dude like you will you will fall back mm-hmm. and let you and know, I know they played that song star, yeah. I know they yeah. played that song but yes they let Jada ha- get it you know what I mean yeah, and right. and they didn't have to you know you, when you got dudes like other people it's like no I had a hit mm-hmm. no I had a hit I want I want to shine they let him go and and I really appreciate that and I appreciate the whole rapping over your vocals thing because like that, that is me. that is a yeah. is an epidemic in hip hop yeah. it really is and people have just kind of brushed it off and it's become a thing where it's like yo um everybody does it now mm-hmm. even industry artists are doing yeah. it you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's cool in a major listen way. listen you, you need to be an mc if you're going to step on stage with a microphone mm-hmm. in your hand mm-hmm. you need to represent that title with all you got mm-hmm. okay please do not try not to do that and i'm a booking guy i book artists all the time and when i Book up. We booked the CT Hip Hop Fest. Half the artists are rapping over their vocals. Okay, mm. I've come to accept it. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna kick you off the bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I've come to accept it. But you know what? This whole versus battle thing brought it to the light, mm. and and it really like sh- a lot of people were talking about it. We did that, dude. A guy took a sip of his drink mid verse at the last show. Okay, <laughs> he's mid verse. He's parched. And took a sip of his drink and just let the verse go behind him yeah. with his vocals and then yeah. picked up. You can't do that. You're on stage, man. There was a point. That's wild. And the verses where Jada just point his mic to the crowd mm-hmm. and everybody's just rapping the fucking lyrics. Yep. But the, the lyrics aren't on, they aren't behind right. him. Because either. that's an no. MC and he knew the exact time to just like just like a DJ. Your number one job and the makes the best DJ is to play the right mm-hmm. song at the right time. Yeah. And MC knows when to do something like that mm-hmm. at the right time. And and that's exactly what he did. And yeah. that's a, a they, yo, that's the difference. Like you said, it's a, a rappers versus a rap group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference between an MC and a rapper yeah. right yeah. there. Like right he there. had they had like over fifty dudes on stage, dipset. I'll alone. explain that in a minute. They had over fifty I'll dudes on stage. Yeah. And their best MCs in the crowd. All the locks had was D. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the reason behind you know that, I'm really glad you brought that up too because that's another thing that that an, really another kills. epidemic bringing too yeah. many people. I wouldn't on stage. I wouldn't call that an epidemic, <laughs> but it's like yo, I've seen that too. Like I've mm-hmm. booked these dudes right where like you actually brought 10, 20 people out to the show. Dope. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a dope set, right? Your people are gonna represent for you. Nope. You're gonna they say they all come there. on stage with you. Mm-hmm. But the floor is still there. empty. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? This was your support. Yeah. This was your yeah. They were supposed system. to be up front, hyping up the crowd. Because that's the crowd. how you. That's how you get a crowd. You get a few people up in the front, and then all all the people. Come. Yeah, I will you know say what I'm for all the verses that I've seen, even though I was in the building, like if you look at the crowd and a lot of the verses, people just standing there like this. Everybody was going nuts. You know, ape shit in there. When he dropped, come through. Yeah, oh my God. I was at home going crazy. Yo, I was standing on top of the seats. And I'm 6'5". I'm standing <laughs> on top of the seats. Here's why they call me the ghost. I know I'm somebody was crazy. behind you pissed as fuck. I ain't your fuck. Get your big ass down. 
I no. can't see. A lot Yo, of people are standing hate... in our seats. Oh, a lot okay. of people standing in our seats. It was crazy. I, I, I'm I'm five seven and change. So like, when... y'all see Fat Joe's joint though. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when somebody like you sit is in front of me and y'all you want to stand on the seat, I'm like, yo, fam, you saw me behind okay. you. But if someone's standing <laughs> on the seat and I can't see over them and I'm already tall, I'm going to stand on um, the seat. Right. But the reason why there was so many people on stage because I, I even joked about it on Twitter and Facebook. I was like, yo, why is it that every time a song plays, more people end up on stage? But apparently, it was like during one of when the when the locks was rapping. One of the songs, because you know they was they was mm-hmm. getting chippy the entire time, but yeah. they were doing that on purpose right. to try to get the crowd involved. But um, like, because remember in the beginning for the first four or five songs, Cam was just over there sitting in his beach chair with no mm-hmm. mic, no nothing, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So Styles went over there while the locks was performing and started rapping in Cam's face, and Cam went like this and kicked Styles. Mm-hmm. And at that point. Not even Sheik knew that they were playing around. So Sheik almost went crazy mm-hmm. and started to walk over to Cam. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, they, to, to say that they were playing. But the, the diplomats didn't know that was a joke. So niggas started walking up on stage waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And every time, every time they started going back and forth at each other, more people kept coming on stage just in case something happened. Mm-hmm. And that's why towards the end of the show, when somebody said there's too many, when the fire marshal said there's too many people on stage, that's why Jada was like, we're not going to fight. It's okay. Y'all can get off stage. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jada knew what that was. It was yeah, still, he, they, it was crazy. The three of them knew what yeah, it was. They knew what that was. But they was ready for that. If it happened to be <laughs> like, You don't, don't, think, you don't think there was a million Rough Riders in the building? Bruh. Why was on stage? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why was, was on like, stage? Like there wasn't shit going down for that. No, but yeah, but Dipset they got they whole fucking. But I found it kind of crazy. <laughs> they got the that whole Harlem on stage. All they said when they introduced Dipset was Joel Santana, Cameron, Jim Jones, Freaky Ziki. What about Harrell? Oh, yeah. What about Jr. Ryder? They was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what he just said. Like your best rappers are in the crowd. <laughs> like you got Jr. You don't do Grillum. Like, are you serious? Like it was it was crazy. But that's because the four of them are a group. Yeah, the other dudes are on the record label. Freaky Ziki is Kiwan or slow down, no? No, he's he's basically Flavor Flav. <laughs> I wouldn't give him that. Much <laughs> don't disrespect. He's Flav a, he's like a, that. but what I'm saying is he's Flav a had man. A, Flav had an album. Okay, you're right. Was, but um, my point is, he's a hype man. He does. He's not a rapper. Yeah. So it was three. It's really three against three. If you think he about didn't it. even know the ad libs, none of them knew the words. That's why the track was playing. <laughs> he didn't even know the ad libs. <laughs> you know, you saw how many times they all tripped on their words. Yo, Cam tried to freestyle at the end, and they booed him. I know. I saw that. They mm. booed him. I wanted to ask you what was that? What was that like in the building? Because you were there. Yo, when Cam got first of all, <laughs> Cam, did you see that? Huh? Did you see what Cameron tried to freestyle? Um, I saw. Yeah, I, I'll be real with you. I've never watched the verses. I'm old. I go to mm-hmm. sleep early, but uh, I watch all the the clips afterwards. Yeah, and see yeah, yeah. Talking, so I, yes, I saw yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, they they booed him. <laughs> the crowd was going crazy. He was like, "Yo, y'all know how I give it up. If anybody got a way to feel, y'all you know y'all could do." Like, but the thing is, Cam can rap, but know, nobody's but he trying doesn't. to hear that after you just been. Body. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been funny if they pulled up like on the screen, like a shot from um, Paid in Full or something. They weren't prepared. Just a clown. Yeah, they, they weren't even, prepared. They didn't even have to do that. Them records did not hit hard like they would have anywhere else. They played balling. They didn't even go that crazy. Yeah. They played um, G's Up. They didn't go that crazy. But that's because he did of everything The Locks was doing. They did I'm About It. They didn't even go crazy. But that's because everything The Locks was doing. I'll say Dipset maybe had three rounds. Maybe three. In the beginning. Yep. No. Well, listen. This, <laughs> no. That speaks, that speaks volumes to you have people that make dope music in mm-hmm. the studio, mm-hmm. and then you have people that can perform it. Right. Those mm. are two totally different things. These right. Are facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And, and like, yo, that's the difference between being a rapper and yeah. being an MC. And MC stands for what you do on yeah. stage Move as a master of ceremony. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and that, as a rapper, they just it. get up there, they take the money, and they just get up there and rap yeah. over there. Right. And they got hits for days. You see it. They yeah, got hits. They do got but, hits. But when you get outshined on stage... On a show by an MC, like you just said, nobody cares about your hits. They're gonna play them, and they're okay. gonna play them, and they're they don't just even like, care. And on top of that, they DJ wasn't prepared. They yeah. were just throwing anything on. I heard Cam was pissed that the DJ was trying to tell him to get his shit and his shit together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it, man. I Yo, you got to it. Cam, the reason why it took Cam so long to get out there, he didn't show up until they called his name. Like he didn't get into like. I get your artists and I get, you know, you got your time, you got to get ready and all that other shit. But the verses was supposed to start at nine. They didn't get there until like 1030. Yeah. They ended up doing the show till like almost one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Almost one o'clock. And at one point, the the venue was trying to shut down the show. They really it was, were. It was because they were going over. They time. really were because they started opening the doors on the side mm-hmm. to like have people like get out of here. Like I probably left like maybe like right after they did. Um, after Jada did, we gonna make it. I left. I said I don't need to hear nothing else. I left. <laughs> did any of them like um meet the the people in the crowd or anything? Like take pictures or nah? Anything? It was too crazy. Nah. There's there was people were trying to get the hell out of there because mind you, it was a fucking tuesday yeah yeah people had to get up and go to work the next it was morning. a fucking tuesday <laughs> i didn't get home till about almost three o'clock in the morning Oof. Damn. like it was it was crazy but Oof. when i say that was a great show it was a phenomenal show and rumor has it now they're trying to put a verses together for chief keith and Lil dirt but I don't know enough records to even. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even bother watching yeah, that. But that's a Chicago thing. I know it's a I'm Chicago say, thing, but yeah, I don't know if that's really gonna happen because they said it was gonna be at Wrigley Field. I ain't got, I ain't got that pull. That's crazy. Yeah, it. Well, Wrigley no, no, Field. I'm, I'm talking about versus has that kind of pull, but yeah, not those yeah, two artists. Yeah, nah, You're right. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. But Bruzy. Anyway, right, right, right. You know. Um, uh. So while we on the music, I do want to say what's up. I don't know if this is a segue or not, but. You mentioned the DJ for Dipset ah, dropping the ball. The DJ for The Locks, who a lot of people have deemed as the MVP mm-hmm. of that performance, is actually mm. Rakim's DJ at oh, Tour shit. for Life mm. in Bridgeport, Connecticut, that I'm here Word. to talk mm. about. So that's that's key. Mm. Oh, shit. That's so wanna, we already know. I just want to throw that nugget be. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen Rakim perform so many times, that so geek. I'm excited. Dope. Yeah. Like when he does uh, microphone thing, yeah, yeah. Last time I saw Rock, there's a few songs uh, that are hip hop like, night. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah. When, yep. That was when uh, yeah. what's the name of that? Um but yeah, what I was gonna say, Aaliyah's music is gonna finally start streaming after thousands of years. Yeah. A lot of artists actually. <laughs> a lot of artists. Daylight Soul just got, got picked up. They, they about to start streaming. Well, Daylight just got their masters. Yes. So let's let's clap it up for that. Because yes. they've been in this battle with Tommy Boy for yeah, how many years? For years now. Uh, it was a point, but where they've they, been on like Spotify and everything, right? Nah, at, yeah. At one point, not they really. at one point they were, and then they took uh, the, the record label took their music down. I was gonna say, I thought I had some De La on my hip hop playlist. I need Stakes is yeah. high and it's so easy on title. I need that. Right, but you're right. What they, they were streaming at one they point, they were. They was on Rhapsody. The, right, they were on Rhapsody because back in the day before anybody was even doing DSPs like that. Mm-hmm. Rhapsody was a huge thing, and they were on that. there. Yep. Yep. They were definitely on Rhapsody. But uh, yeah, the the labels took all their music down because I remember mm -hmm. at one point during this battle, uh, this legal battle, um, they they lost soul put all their music on a website for free, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just went on that website and downloaded their whole catalog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, during the that. battle, they was like, "Yeah, fuck it." We're just gonna hey, put all if our music. We're not gonna get paid for it. You ain't either. Right, Word. and that's exactly what they yeah, what they were doing for them. <laughs> so they just went. Uh, they put. A, they built a website and put all their music up there for mm -hmm. free, and uh, until the record labels like, I, 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 we get it. We get it. <laughs> we can take this to court. How y'all feel about this Aaliyah thing, though? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's bit. Oh, it's it's bittersweet, right? Because we finally get to listen to the music. Well. You know, I'm a heavy component of, you know, component of having physical copies of music. So I still have Aaliyah CDs and whatnot. But mm -hmm. for people that don't, you know, there's no way they would they could have listened to Aaliyah unless they went on YouTube and listened to it illegally or whatever. Now they get to understand a lot of Drake references and songs in the new Wild Side <laughs> record. Right. So yeah, they get the, the younger generation. Mm -hmm. I'm right. talking about especially. The younger generation gets to hear a lot of the, the woman that we've been... Talking, talking about, about for years, yeah. but you you know you have no example of what she sounds like. So that that part of it's dope. Yeah, but then it's the part of of it that the money's really just going to her uncle, and the family is not okay with it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But allegedly, and I'm going to say that because I can't for legal reasons and legal <laughs> reasons. But allegedly, the way they treated that girl's contract before she died is not cool like the like with 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 her legacy too with everything that happened like when when she did die allegedly mm -hmm. the family kind of just got the upfront money and mm -hmm. was just like whatever you know y'all do what y'all do but we still need this and then it turned into a whole nother thing mm -hmm. when in actuality allegedly they sold all that shit over mm. so it ain't just like i i get it you know what i'm saying but Y'all made that mistake. Mm -hmm. And it's fucked up because now people got to miss out on certain shit from her, you know, because of that shit. But that all comes in not knowing the business. That too. Like, you'll get, you'll get fucked over for not knowing any better because somebody will say, hey, here's this pile of money. Mm -hmm. We're not going to tell you exactly why we're giving it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's, well, three, here's the here, money. Here's three, here's $3 million. <laughs> Take right. that. And then, you know, don't they, ask no questions. Don't ask no questions. Okay, but then they're realizing, oh, 
it's really a catalog of fifty million dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, was, you know, it's a good analogy for. I was watching this other uh, this photographer, or you know, he's also a videographer, uh, and he was having like a seminar, right, mm-hmm. with a bunch of photographers and whatnot. And then, you know, so somebody asked him like how much it is to to do a video. He goes a thousand dollars. And he go, and the guy, the photographer goes, "Are you comfortable with paying that?" And the guy goes, "I don't know. A thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money." He goes, "Okay, then we could do it this way." I give you the video for free, but I want 50% of every new customer you get. How's that deal? The guy goes, I don't know, because then you could stand to make a thousand dollars. He goes, the photographer goes, that's exactly the point. If you can't pay me straight up, then Mm. you're going to pay me later, Mm -hmm. but it's your choice. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how it goes with the music industry too. It's like, that's how their parents got fucked mm-hmm. up. They took the early money mm-hmm. and didn't wait for the back end. When the back end, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a lot of bullshit with that, you know. But I'm happy that I can finally hear some of her records instead yeah. of having yeah. to go to YouTube and right, you know, or go to the <laughs> go to my storage unit and get yeah. my Aaliyah CD. Right, who has and a only CD and listen to my car. <laughs> who, who has a CD player now? My only CD player is in my car. Yeah, well, Mine too. Yeah. Well, how much does that have to do with it, though? Because when Aaliyah was popping, mm-hmm. CDs were too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So that could have been a totally different approach because of that. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh no, we're straight. You know, because nobody knew that in just a few years, CDs were going to be obsolete. Exactly. You know True. I mean? Exactly. So, I mean, it was in the in the realms of happening because I want to say fifth, sixth grade Napster. You know yeah, I mean? but nobody knew it was going to be to this level. Yeah, see, one once free iPods. music, iPods should have told you that it was gonna happen. When free music becomes the norm, that's what it's always gonna be. It's gonna be like, what you want me to buy that? No, that's weird. Yeah. But like, I I, <laughs> I come from a time where if you wanted to hear it, you had, you had to buy it. Right. You had, you had to, to go to the store and yeah. buy it. And like, it's just it's it's mind blowing that like. Even to this day, yeah. if that was our only medium, mm-hmm. if anybody wanted to to hear Aaliyah, that's what they would do. They would go out to the they store. They had to get up and go. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Man, I bought the so. Memphis Bleak CD. And uh, I yeah. bought uh, The Understanding at uh, Bradley's before they closed. Dude, I was in uh, yeah. Bradley. the what was it, the hot spot on East Main Street. I was in there every other week. Yo, I bought mm-hmm. the sink. I bought the cassette tape of Double Up by Mace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But you even said they should have known it was coming when iPods were a thing, right? Yeah. But even then, we had to buy MP3s. Yes. You can't buy yeah. an MP3 anymore. Because, <laughs> like, look. what we're No, I'm dead ass. I'm no, not no, even I'm trying to joke. MP3, like, it's just funny hearing that. Right. Because, remember, <laughs> for the first year of our show, if we played anybody's music, I went and bought the MP3. So, it was we were still supporting them. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. I can't buy somebody's music to support them on the show. You could on Bandcamp. If if they're on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yes. You, you see what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. goes straight to CD Baby or what is it that you use? Distro Kids. Distro Kids. CD Baby, yeah. then there's Distro Kids. Well, it's ridiculous Tune that. Tune Cores, a whole bunch of them. Like, yeah, nowadays, if you want to, um, like, like you said, that, you know, all of these are what I know as like Distro Kid, CD Baby, Tune Core, back. Mm-hmm. It was a way to get your music onto iTunes and yeah. Spotify and all of that, and it's like, um, it, it's it's pathetic that 
now it's like we have this whole formula as artists like okay you gotta you gotta put it on spotify and apple music for the streams but you put it on Bandcamp for the supporters so you got to tell them to don't stream it but go buy it and, to, and all the other people in the world you and then you spend all this money to get your stuff on playlists and this and that. it's like what has this become this is crazy it is because even cd baby used to yeah. be a, a platform where you can actually purchase the music from Mm-hmm. It is no longer that now. They really? Just, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, it's well, all about distribution, and then mm-hmm. they have tools for promotion and you know marketing your stuff, and and checking your your balance in your account. But it is no longer a place for people to go and actually purchase your music. So like, I was thrown when I went on there to check my shit, and I was like, wait, where the fuck? Maybe the. <laughs> I was like, hold on. But then I read, like, I finally read the little description there like you know we have made the decision as an organization company that we are n- no longer or a platform where people can come to purchase music but more for artists to, uh it's more for the artists to distribute their music and market it now yeah because the only people spending money are the artists trying to put out their own shit exactly right that's, the independent that's artists. ass backwards that's it not really that's is. like literally yeah. the opposite of what it's supposed to be yeah. right and, and they literally and like, just, that's the people you just paying because that's crazy the industry just figured out a way to fight back against independent artists. Because remember, at one point, everybody started to go independent. Yeah, independent meaning vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get money from these people that just want to enjoy music anymore. So where can we get it? Oh, from this, the starving artists that are, you know, right. going crazy trying to put their own music out in this yeah. digital age that's impossible to even navigate. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes every six months. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's like I said, man, it's pathetic. This whole thing is just... So the industry is, industry is like okay. So how do we make that money that you were that you were making when here, you didn't need us? So here's my question. Uh huh. Where was the artist mindset? Not all artists, mm-hmm. but the ones that are struggling to get their masters. Where was their mindset at that point? That they couldn't have. Remember that conversation we just had about I'm giving you this bag and you yeah. don't know what this bag means, but it looks good right now. Literally every. Mm-hmm. TLC, NWA, right. New Edition New Story, edition. fifteen like, how many fucking movies seasons have we seen? of Unsung. <laughs> like there's right. fifteen yeah. seasons of, of Unsung. Where that everybody literally had the same story with nobody. Same knew fucking story. Nothing changed. It was always one consistent at one point or another. The only person I rem- only group of artists that I remember hearing a different story was after seven, mm-hmm. and they said that the only reason that they like essentially weren't able to get gypped was because by the time they reached their their point apex. of fame and their apex yeah. they were already like in their 30s they were like 30 35 mm-hmm. so they were asking questions and, right exactly and reading shit <laughs> like most of these people <laughs> got hit at like 20 15 10 or whatever the case may have been and then it's kind of like yo like, i'm money, 20 money and here's a here's a cl 500 right thou. cl 500 right here we got some moet over here Look. we got all that for you yeah you and we'll give you a 300 $300,000 bonus. A 30, 35-year-old person, you ain't getting like that. Yeah, you no. like, all yeah. right, we got some questions. All right. right. It's like, we're like, okay, why am I only getting this much money? How much do I have to pay back in this? How much of this is mine? Where does right. this all go to? Right. That's why the industry at 20 year, one point was all 20 year olds and 18-year-olds mm-hmm. don't ask them type of questions. They yeah. don't read but That's also because like the that. industry dudes and the, the label heads knew that, you know, because like I just said before, 
back then they were selling CDs. They were selling records. There were mm -hmm. record stores everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they knew like, okay, we're going to be set with this for life. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's give these people the money. Yeah. And then they don't realize that they got to actually purchase a lot of mm -hmm. things with this money and they're going to blow it and they're going to end up owing yeah. us a lot of money. Then right. they're going to be whatever. And we're still going to sell their records forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but it ain't like that no more. And T Pain, well, T -Pain you talking out a lot, talking yeah. out about it a lot now. So yeah, but also too, you got artists that they know how fucked up their game is, and they make sure they don't have that. Kanye, he made sure that he's getting Big Sean his masters, Kiana her masters, Cuddy his masters. But it's also a lot easier to do that in this era because there aren't record labels with everybody by the nuts you know what i'm saying yeah like, it's way easier to give big sean his matches because somebody you don't you know kanye isn't the isn't the top you know what i'm saying like the, the guy at the top owns kanye's shit right you know what i'm saying so like he like it's way easier now because everything is done independently you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying this is 10 years ago totally different story 20 years ago way way even more of a totally different yeah. story so it's just yeah i think that nowadays it's like yeah just do whatever you can digitally because that's all we got but really the money ain't coming from selling music the money is coming from touring yeah. and doing shows and, and all of that because it's just it's a totally different game nowadays mm -hmm. it's it's wild like and just as a fan you know what i'm saying because like i said i i used to i i still well i still like to buy physical copies but it's like i'll listen to a good album on streaming and then i'll get up and go to the store looking for it it's like okay there's there's no physical CD yeah. for me to... Well, there's people that ruined it for everybody because that is a great formula mm -hmm. for someone to have at their disposal, right? Okay, right. I can check it out, see it first if I like it. And if I do, then I'll buy it. But of course, too many people are like, nah, I'm not buying nothing if I don't have to buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even, that just ruined it for everybody. And even with independent artists like you, you and uh, Denzel, it's like, all right, I listen to your album on Tidal or iTunes or whatever the case is. Where can I go and buy it now? So I can make sure you're you're making some money off of it and but not making don't think that way. A, a fraction of a penny for every stream. Right. You feel me? So it's like, well, yeah, we understand how that goes, but you're right. The, the most most the people consumer, are like the, the consumer, consumer, right? Because yeah, I mean, I explained to a few people because they didn't understand how like title and Spotify and shit worked as far as stream sales and stuff like that. But when I broke it down to them, they're like. Also, oh, you don't even really get like paid much for that. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. I was like, most people thought that you know, me being on title was like, I was yeah, like, no, that's the platform. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's the platform that I'm on. Mm -hmm. I don't. Right, and the right, reason you know I mean? the reason we're on it is because we got no freaking other choice. Because yeah. if people want to listen to our shit, that's we the only it. way they're gonna do it. And it's like our hands are tied, and we have to do. There's it. download mm -hmm. options now, yeah, but. I don't know what that equates to in monetary value. Download options of what? Of my record. Like you There's, can go on title yeah, and download think, it. Yeah, that, but that's downloaded on title's platform. Yeah, right. that's right. You know, the only reason right. for that exactly. is so you could still listen to it if you don't have Wi Fi. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you don't I'm, get paid. I'm you don't get paid zip zero. For okay, that. so that's from, what, a, from a technical <laughs> standpoint. I knew what it was for, but I'm like, yeah. do we get paid for that? Because nah. it's not like you own it. You don't right. own it. You can't burn right. it down to a seat. Well, exactly. not like anybody does it. But you can't, you know what I'm saying? You don't own it. You don't. It's only right, on, it's the on their app. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Download from a technical standpoint, from being an IT. Well, all that really means it doesn't mean you're downloading the song to your phone, so where you can right, listen. you're just downloading. It, on it the just app. means they're caching it on the app, right? Which so why he said when you have no connection, when you have no Wi-Fi, you can still listen to it. 
Right. You could and there's a limit of, of a, as a user, how many you can even do with that. Right. It's not unlimited. It's, so right. to the average consumer. Depends on the level of right. subscription. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. how they get you. So to the yeah. average consumer, they think they just downloaded your album and supported you. Right. Nah, That's not what that means. Yeah. And then they wonder why there's no memory on their phone <laughs> six months from now because they downloaded all this yeah. bullshit that they did. Every not time really they try to take a picture, it says, we, your storage is full and you want to kill it. <laughs> Got to right. create space and ask you to pay mm -hmm. like a dollar more. Right. So it's, it's, it, it, it's just, it's, it's semantics used to confu confuse yeah. the average consumer because they don't know any better. And that's, mm -hmm. that's really what that the is. industry is right now. It's just. Yeah. You know, I was literally don't having know this conversation with my boy the other day. I was like, most consumers won't look up certain numbers or certain things with music. Mm -hmm. We as the independent independent artists will. And so that's why we're here to educate you and we break things down to you. Mm -hmm. It's also why a lot of things we ain't really truly impressed by because we grew up in a time where niggas had to get up and actually go get an album like we've been yeah. talking about. So we ain't really impressed too much by streaming records. It's like it's in the palm of your hand. <laughs> like yeah. you ain't have to go nowhere. Yeah. Like I think that when artists are coming up and you know they don't do the development of the artists like they should, they mm -hmm. simply do that because it's like you ain't developing an artist because then now they're gonna start asking all these questions. Like, hey man, I know this is what you want to do, do your thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're thinking they doing anything, but in actuality, it's like Yo, you're really getting jerked right now. Oh, 100%. But that's why even before we even started, you know, before the mics got lit up and we were talking about, you know, child artists, that's why I said her was the last example of artist development. Because y'all was like, she's a child star because she was signed when she was 14. She had one single, uh, you know, back then. Mm. And then she disappeared because they were developing her as an artist. So now she knows how to play guitar. She knows how to play drums. She knows how to mm -hmm. write music. She knows how to, you know, so on and so forth. She is basically a one-stop shop because they developed her for seven years and she didn't drop her next record until she, you know, so seven years later under a completely different name and where she didn't show her face. Mm -hmm. And now we're all fans of her because they developed her for seven years. You know what I'm saying? Record labels aren't doing that anymore because all they're doing is they're looking at your Instagram and seeing how many followers you have. Oh, they have 20K followers? All right, we might could give them this much money. And that means whenever they post something on Instagram. Okay, you ain't getting nothing for no but, but you, I'm just throwing up a fucking number. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Even, even when it comes to us reaching out to certain people to come on the podcast, the first thing they do is look at our Instagram. Oh, they only have about... 800 followers that means they don't reach enough people for me to even go over there and talk to them who have you reached out to it's, it's an example okay <laughs> clearly not me <laughs> but you know what i'm saying it's an example like yeah. i've i've had these conversations with people in person and i've said you know you should come on our show and their first question is how many followers do you have how many followers do they have listen <laughs> It's but like, you, help me help you. <laughs> right. nah, that, that ain't where it's at, though. It's, right, exactly. What can you do for me? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, exactly. What can me, you do for me, me now? Me, Nobody me, knows yeah. quid pro quo anymore. <laughs> no one knows as well. What can you do for me? It's like, it's like um, Issa Rae said, everybody's try, everybody, nobody's making it because everybody's trying to network upward instead of networking laterally. Mm -hmm. 
network. And that's how she got to where she is because she networked laterally and she used people within her, you know, her own network or her own uh, ecosystem, so to speak, mm -hmm. until it became a big YouTube hit. And now she has contracts with HBO. Mm -hmm. Eight figures. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's how she got to where she is. That's how a lot of artists got to where they are because they just networked laterally and still things worked. And everybody else is trying to network up. <laughs> God damn. You know, you can't do anything for me if you don't have more followers than I do. Or if you have the same amount of followers. Even as a photographer, I've had people like, oh, yeah, you don't have enough followers. I don't want to shoot with you. Are you fucking serious? Dead ass. That's never been my mentality as an artist. It's always been like, if I can reach one person by doing this, mm -hmm. then it's okay. Thanks. Right. Like, then I, I, right. It's, even as a podcast, even when I was, when me and D-Dub were on WPKN, it's, if we can get a handful of people to listen, right. then we're not wasting our time. That's the old school mentality, though. That's not... Right, that's yeah. not Nowadays, it's that's like not how instant gratification. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, you know, ADD. Don't if I don't get it right now, then I'm no longer interested and out the door. And it's just like that's not how you. That's not how I came up. You know, you gotta build, you build from the ground up. So let's talk about a little bit more how you came up. When oh. did you When did you start with music, and how did you get into everything that you're doing now? Um, well, I started with music when I was a little kid. I started playing the drums when I was like ten. Okay. 11, okay. maybe. Um, School band or something like that? Yeah, I was in... It's, it's a funny story. Um, I'll make it real brief, but my mom made me play an instrument, right? And I didn't want to play an instrument. And um, she made me fill out the, you know, the form the first day of school, and I never brought it to the to the where I was supposed <laughs> to bring And she got all mad at me, and she made me bring it the next day. And I walked into the, the band teacher lady's room, and, and I was like, you know, I'm, my mom wants me to play an instrument, and here mm -hmm. I am. And I'm like crying, you know, I was like, so upset. like I did not want to do this. And she's like, well, what instrument do you want to play? And I was like, the saxophone is cool, I guess, you know, and she's like, well, I have saxophone players. How about the drums? Would you like to play the drums? Mm -hmm. And like literally the rest is history. Oh, you know shit. I mean? That's how I started playing the drum. And I was like starting a band as of like sixth grade. I think I started my first like rock band uh, where right. I played the drums and I did that. And then by the time I was in high school or late middle school, I was in a a, a hardcore band that was pretty substantial like we did some pretty big things for a okay. bunch of 15 and 16 yeah. year olds you know um and then i started to love hip-hop i um started listening like wu-tang you know mm -hmm. you know this is like the late 90s mid late 90s and um by the time i graduated high school my band was pretty much not even existing anymore i was writing rhymes you know i wanted okay. to do that that whole thing and it was around when i was 18 years old probably 2000 or so when i met chuck nichols mm -hmm. um i had a back when he was lucky yeah he was lucky then and i um i had a friend named al six that i worked with in westport who lived out in bridgeport and he was like i gotta meet you i gotta introduce you to these dudes he brought me down to fremont street and um we were just like freestyling with like everybody on the block all night and lucky was there and we really clicked and i started chilling with him all the time and we started mm -hmm. um going to the studio making music and uh had a little bit of a hiatus after that because we got into some trouble. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, I need to stop coming around here, man. This is, fucking, this is crazy. <laughs> and, and, uh, but um, I went on a few years of a, of a kind of hiatus where I was just working. Um, but my son um, 
was set to be born my first kid and he uh a lot of things happened in my life like literally right my my his mother was induced okay. so i like we knew when he was going to be born mm-hmm. and um literally like the two days before that it was a monday so like on like that friday or something i got kicked out of my house i lost my job Shit. i didn't have a car Damn. like it was really bad and um that's where i just got this inspiration to start writing music again mm-hmm. and i remember like i was at cranberry park overnight in my car that night like mm. sleeping in my car just like writing writing rhymes and i actually have some songs i released years later mm-hmm. with those verses wow mm. um but yeah that when i started that again like once my son was born it gave me like this extra jolt this extra mm-hmm. charge to really do no don't just do it do it you know what do I mean? it for a reason yeah do yeah. it do it for real you yeah. know what i mean um and that's pretty much what happened i started working with kenny cash uh at factory underground studios in norwalk nice i like that place okay. by like 2009 2010 um locally anyway you know we had really kind of blown and like we were doing shows every month that were sold out and um then a year or so after that the next level was touring so i started like hitting the road and touring and both in support of headliners and then on my own doing my own headlining tours and Mm -hmm. then we were added to the vans warp tour that's um, what it was, Warp Tour. I kept mm. trying to figure out what tour it was that yeah. you've been on a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, so that's like the biggest touring festival in our nation's history. Mm-hmm. Um, thousands of kids every day. There's 10 stages of music. It's all genres. And um, that was what I needed, really. For for, I'm a hip-hop artist, but I'm an alternative kind of a hip-hop artist. Right. That, you know, for those that don't aren't familiar with me, I play the drums live with what I do. I'm heavily influenced by punk rock music, um, hardcore music. There's been a lot of those elements in my songs, even though I'm a hip hop artist. Um, mm-hmm. So being on Warp Tour was like the greatest thing ever for me. It really it got took me to the next level, and then I started like having a, a legit fan base, like all over the nation, where you know I could go play a small bar, mm-hmm. holds a hundred people or so, and it was going to be packed anywhere I went, no matter. Yeah, where. and that was an amazing. I've been, I've been to quite a few of those shows. Amazing feeling. Um, yeah. And um, I had a very strong five years or so, but then I um, started to feel like obligated to do this stuff. Like it wasn't what I love anymore. It was Mm. like a job. Um, So I needed to kind of reinvent and switch things up a little bit. Um, I was always in love with booking my own events. So I really wanted to continue to book and book tours um, for other artists. Mm -hmm. So with the blessing from the from the homies i turned the, you know full blast which was a crew into an actual company and mm. i turned it into a booking company and i started sending artists on tour like um artists like paranormal adam and simple and uh, pete sanity early on you know there's when it was kind of like a a transitional stage between when i was playing these shows mm-hmm. and then when i was just presenting these shows and uh, you know people were going out and doing the shows and then it just grew from there, and we've done a lot of big tours um, throughout the last four or five years. Um, once I kind of stepped back from mm-hmm. being a full-time artist, and I booked tours for Pace One and Ren Thomas, and um, then I started to um, be kind of uh, inspired to do something for charity. Uh, I had a good friend of mine that took his own life, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Alex Jameson. Who's a, that, thank you. Um, he was a great kid in a in a punk band in Connecticut that I booked a few times. Okay. And um, 
we weren't like best friends or anything, but I was pretty close with him. And that news really hit me like, man, you know, I'm a father, you know, he's considerably younger than me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was just like, man, you know, this is, this is crazy. And I keep hearing about it all the time. I hear about kids in my son's school system killing themselves. And, you know, the whole thing just really just shook me. And mental health has always been in general, just a subject that really means a lot to me. I've, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot. Uh, myself and dealing with others with mental issues that has really, I should say mental health issues that has really like made an impact on my life. So I want to do something for that. Um, I partnered with mental health Connecticut Mm -hmm. and I had this vision to kind of put together, um, you know, a charity tour for mental health and suicide prevention, but to raise money ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right, because my mm-hmm. main thing was like these artists, these headlining artists, man, these venues charge ridiculous amounts of money. It's, right, it's it's crazy. I can't even fathom how an outside promoter could book somebody like Rock Him mm-hmm. if that's what they do for a living and make money doing that. It's impossible. You know right. what I mean? With right. the money that you got to pay versus the you know what what people you know what what the 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 kind of market is in the industry. Like mm-hmm. it's just like how how do you even do it? You know how are I mean? you making money so from it? if i'm yeah. trying to do it for charity how am i going to raise any money for charity you know what i mean it's just, i'm gonna go through all that work i'm not making no money for myself i'm gonna give it all to charity it's probably not even going to be able to right, because right. of all of these extenu- that's why nobody really does it so mm. my whole vision was if i could raise a lot of money up front through mm-hmm. donations i could pay these artists in full headliners ahead of time so every single that's a nice way to think so about all it. the expenses are covered and I can give 100% of the ticket sales and the proceeds from the shows to Mental Health Connecticut. Mm. Um, so I had no idea how I was going to do, but I was like, that's my plan. So uh, when I first started out, my thing was I want to reach out to like big corporations, get a sponsorship. You know what I mean? I've got the partnership with an official charity organization, you know. But, dude, I've just wasted tons of hours of my time emailing people like, you know, uh, journeys or vans or mm-hmm. you know adidas or uh, red bull monster you playing know, the numbers game dude literally hundreds of emails not one person got back <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i started like um fundraising just on my own within my church mm-hmm. you know what i mean i got some some sizable donations you know personally from people i started learning i started having meetings with people and learning a lot about um nonprofit. Um, you know, fundraising in general, taxes is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, people with, you know, that are very well off, they kind of need somewhere to donate their money, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, every year. It, it, that's their, that's kind of what they do. So I um, I kind of learned these ropes a little bit through this time and um, started, I had actually raised about $10,000, a little over that, which was like way more than I thought I was going to, and started like, confirming venues and uh, some headliners and i was Mm. like oh this is this is gonna be awesome you know and then um i was two days away from making my big announcement for this tour and covid shut down the nation (laughs) (laughs) this was in like happened going from a lot of people's plans 2019 to 2020 this was march you know like i do everything systematically we had this big show at acoustic in bridgeport Mm -hmm. it was a full blast reunion joint and like the next day i was gonna announce this big tour i actually told the people that night at at the show Mm -hmm. yo the next day the whole state shut down like literally the next day (laughs) (laughs) and i was like 
dude, like, oh my God, like I just, I've just been working so hard and now what do I do? And like everything back then was so like up in the air. Nobody knew shit, you know what I mean? Right. It was like, Everybody was, was still 14 trying. Well, days to flatten the curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, dude, <laughs> what a, a time. I know, right? What we, a time. We thought it was just going to be two weeks yep. or two weeks days. down and we're back to life. No. It's so here I am. A like, year and a half later. Man, I just raised all this money. I'm about to do the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. I've got all my eggs in one basket and now I'm just sitting on my hands. I've Luckily, all of my paperwork was straight. Mm-hmm. These The headliners I had already booked and the venues and everything like I was under contract with. So like, it had to be postponed due to act of God. It had to be postponed. Right, right. So like, right. that's that's how that went down. But I never stopped working, and everybody else shut down, and I continued, continued to stay to active and like did fundraiser shows every, um, literally every month. I did them in states that still were allowing things. I thought outside the box. I rented a movie theater, did a private show in Ridgefield, Connecticut. I was lucky yeah, enough. That's, that's kind of dope. Yeah, I was doing whatever I could, you know, to even make 300 bucks, you know what I mean? 400 mm-hmm. bucks, put it all in the pot for, for this tour. And um, uh, luckily, the, the client reached out to me randomly. I didn't, I didn't even know them uh, last October and said, hey, you know, are you? Well, you had Rod Digger. Yeah, yeah. So I did a whole concert series for yep. them. It was like a socially mm-hmm. distant outdoor, you know, yep. in, the, in the middle of COVID, you know what I mean? Right. Everybody so was like, like out in the parking lot or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So um, that was amazing. And we did four shows out there tons of different genres and um was able to you know raise some money from that too and covid like the year that it took kind of was a blessing in disguise because i was able to raise a lot more money yeah and you know i already had half of this in the bag already before covid even happened yeah so like you know i still hadn't announced it yet i was ready to announce it you know but, but right, right so like um that's when i was able to add rock him you know I, I had brother ali and ritz those were my main acts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to add Rakim, Capadonna. Um, you know, I made a couple changes due to, you know, things I had to change. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what we're doing at the Klein. So right. If right. I hadn't been hired by them and met them, I wouldn't even know this was an option. You know what I mean? So everything is a build. Yeah. Everything, everything you do happened is a build. for everything yeah. happened for a reason. reason. For a yes. Reason. Yeah. Yes. So we're finally here, about two weeks out, ready to launch this tour. We have, you know, Rakim, Ritz, Brother Ali, a ton of dope um, co-headliners. We got Copyright, Pace One, Acrobatic, um, Diabolic, and a Real shit hip-hop ton. Real uh, hip-hop heads know those names. Yes. And, those um, are the backpack, the pack, you know, some of back the when best, I was listening, um, when I was buying CDs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I still have a C, probably at least one of every one of those artists that I just mentioned, right. as a matter of fact. So, um we're really excited for it so um for all your listeners the the connecticut show is august 29th at the klein with rakim capadonna um copyrights playing i'm playing but we also have bands playing too we have uh, still your funk which is a grateful dead cover band that is uh, led by jen durkin of deep banana blackout mm. they have members of kung fu and the breakfast and they're a really big kind of jammy band okay and we've got um a few other bands performing as well um, and a lot of hip-hop artists, and we've got food trucks, local vendors, um, you know, the whole nine. It, it's like a legit grand that was, finale that was festival. Big. Yeah, so I invite all of you here um, to come through on me um, if you're oh, available. Word, word. And, okay, um, definitely. It's, personally, it's my... Oh, because I forgot to mention this um, in my whole spiel, but um, 
after like through the pandemic mm-hmm. i became inspired to to make music again and i decided to, to, hear that. to return to the arena and uh, a big part of that was i had started a band i was playing in a punk band for a few years mm-hmm. and just wasn't working out i had way too many member changes so i was Oof. like you know what i want to go back to hip-hop i want to um i want to do this again i miss it um i was still booking all these hip-hop artists on these tours and it mm-hmm. was always bringing me back so like is that how melting pot came about yes mm-hmm. that's how melting pot came about mm-hmm. and uh, so it's still got like five or six songs on there that are punk rock songs full-on full band songs mm-hmm. i was just like fuck it i'm gonna put out an album with rock songs punk songs hip-hop hence the name whatever. melting pot yeah melting mm-hmm. pot. That's so cool. i also melt a lot of pot <laughs> <laughs> wax dabs <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so yeah, the album is out now. If anyone wants to check it out on all streaming platforms <laughs> <laughs> through DistroKid. <laughs> but if you want to support me, it's on Bandcamp too. Right. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of it. It's out there. I'm gonna be performing on tour for life, and uh, a ton of dope Connecticut artists too. You know, mm-hmm. um, Paranormal Adams on it. Chesky's performing at the show. Nice. Um, we've got uh, Shame Penguin, which is a really cool local band. Um, who else from Connecticut? So I have Chastity. Um, I have. I was expecting to see Unicron on this one. Yeah, but Cron, you got well, H-O-T, Cron's, though. Cron's gonna get yeah, H. Shout out to H. Absolutely full blast. Cron's gonna be rocking with me. Oh, okay. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, Chuck Nichols is hosting all of these shows. It's New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Connecticut. The twenty sixth and the twenty ninth. Yep. Nice, yep. nice. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's back it up a little bit. How did you end up on the Warp Tour? Uh, Chesky. Yeah. Yeah. Chesky okay. is is the reason I got put on Warp Tour. He, um, I just reached out to him. Was like, hey man, like how how are you? How did you go about getting on this? Because mm-hmm. I saw he was on it one summer, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, man, it's uh it's an indie kind of platform on warp tour it's not mm-hmm. on one of the main stages and you really gotta hustle and you gotta like bring in a crowd you, right. you know people are like walking by you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was like all right i'm down with that you know what i mean i could do that he's like i feel like it would be good for you you know yeah, and, and so. the dude's name mm-hmm. is uh he was like the dude's name is you know blah 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 and on my friends let's reach out to him i'll tell him you're coming you know and yeah and i did and and i got put on and that was in 2012. I remember. Was the first year. I remember when you you first like said something about that, and I thought that was like real big because at the time, like there weren't a lot of big tours like there are now. Like there's a tour every damn weekend in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, festival. Different festival. festival, festival yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Different festival every weekend in the summer. So there weren't that many big festivals like Warp Tour and Rock the Bells mm-hmm. and stuff like that back then. So when you said that you were on Warp Tour, I said, "Oh shit, he." made it (laughs) it helped so much man and it was so it was like first of all it's an all ages Mm -hmm. right it's it's no longer having to like try to like you know young people like music man right right, it's like old people got (laughs) stuff going on you know what i mean and and it's like you got a summer long tour where you got all these kids that are out of school you know Mm -hmm. whether they're in high school or college and they're just looking for shit to do and you got these huge literally it's 50 shows across the the country Mm -hmm. and it's 10 stages of music it's you know it's 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 ridiculous it's huge and some of the biggest named performers you know headlining it and um 
you, these kids are just so open and that's why they go to warp tour is to find new bands and new artists see what nobody thinks about right and we could all probably attest to this see when you're in your late teens and 20s that's when you're going out and listening to shit that other people don't listen to on purpose right because you want to be the guy right. that tells your crew about, about so that new. Yep. about something new yep. so you put everybody else on that's when yeah. you still care about stuff like that yep. and when you get to bra you're just like no nah, i like who i like well, a lot of people don't <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand is it's a gold mine because yeah. all these kids and this is i'm not saying this from like a <laughs> kind right of thing, yeah all these kids they they this is the their day of the summer. This is their you know this right. is their time. Right. They got a finally you know they're, they're punk rock fan kids, hardcore fan kids, metal fan kids. They're they're not like the mainstream crowd. You know what right. I mean? They're used to going to school all year with a bunch of jocks and a bunch of you know people that don't like what they like, and they can finally for one day of the summer go out there with thousands of people just like them and rock out to their mm. bands. And they you know what they stack for it. They mm -hmm. got a pocket full of their parents' money. And they want <laughs> they want to buy your merch. They want to be the kid with the the deuce bug shirt going to school you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. or whatever band and yeah. and listen we went out you have lines mm -hmm. okay before they open the gates at, at warp tour mm -hmm. of thousands of kids and every morning we went out there and made at least 160 dollars selling five dollar cds to kids in the line it's crazy okay? the people so that, that adds up to people that have never heard your shit. name but that's just name. before the gates open right you know what i'm saying that's like then you're amazing. selling your cd that's all crazy. day my first run on warp tour i came home and bought a car and that's a true story and i never like <laughs> i never bragged about that that is but, wild yeah like it's it's real but it's like you're on tour so like most of this money you're getting is just getting you to the next date putting right. putting some food in your stomach or, mm -hmm. or gas or whatever right. but like when you really when you really choose to like really market yourself like mm -hmm. i like after that first year i sent out tons of emails you know because i had the footage i had mm -hmm. the you know the image the, the flyers the whole press kit the ep I, kit right? yeah exactly so i i was like official warp tour performing artist deuce bug is available for booking and booked my own tours based on that and got paid based on that you know what i'm saying like a lot of people didn't do that much with their experience on warp tour you know on our little tent stage that we didn't do much you know what i'm saying but still but um we had some amazing moments where like some of the bigger artists saw what we were doing appreciated us and brought us out on the main stage to rock and wow. um you know just like rubbing shoulders at the cookout with you know some of these famous people and mm -hmm. and just being a part of it was huge for my music career and taught me a ton which is also very important but you also had the foresight you know, just listening to you, you had the foresight to think about the business of it and not just being on stage, do your music, get off stage, go to the next location. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at it like I can network. Yeah. If I meet these people, I can do this thing. Like and a lot I'm of people on tour. aren't thinking like, yeah. You know, so you're like, even if you forget about Warped Tour, I, I tell everybody when you go on an indie tour mm -hmm. where you're playing bars every night, make the most out of every second that you're spending in some random state that you don't live in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like have a ton, even if you don't want to give your music away for free or merch away for free, have something you can give away for free, a card, a flyer with your, all your information on mm -hmm. it. Leave, let people leave that show with something that says your name on it. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. why you're there. I've, I've put people on tour that want to sit in the corner like this all night, like a tough guy. It's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like you're on an indie tour, like network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it works for some people. And they, like, Paranormal Adam, man, he has been loyal to my company since I started it. Mm -hmm. And this dude can go anywhere in the regions that I book, 
all up and down the East Coast, Cali, you know, New Mexico, Arizona. And this dude, there's people that know who he is. He comes back to New Haven and nobody knows who show. But this is the point. <laughs> this is the point. Because you don't get that love from where you live. You don't get that kind of. We talk of, about that shit all the time. All the yeah. fucking time. Once you leave, you know, and then people where you live start to respect you a little more. Right. But, you know, it's like, dude. People that actually get it, that go out there and work and grind and make sure that they're getting the most out of every minute they spend on the road, those are the people that that are meant to do this. You know, and some people just want to say, hey, I'm going on tour. You know what mm. I mean? And they don't really want to act. You go on tour for a reason, man. You know what I mean? You're, this is your livelihood. This is, you know, so that that's where I stand with it. But that's, that's why I always um, appreciated touring in general, putting together tours, mm -hmm. traveling, is fun it you know to be somewhere and to know that you're thousands of miles away from where you live because you're good at something mm -hmm. no matter what it is that that's, Feels a, good. that's a dope feeling yeah you know like my son's playing aau baseball now so he's playing tournaments all over the freaking country mm -hmm. and that's what i tell him like man you're dope like right like people can't just say oh i'm going to you know <laughs> florida or Canada how many kids your Mexico age are traveling right. playing, right. Yeah, like, playing that, baseball that's that's, that's mm -hmm. amazing you know what i mean it took me right. till i was <laughs> in my late 20s to actually <laughs> be able to go you know somewhere because i was good at something right you know what i mean and but yeah it's touring is where it's at for, for any artist that's trying to come up that is the wave that especially nowadays you know mm -hmm. um CD baby isn't gonna gonna put food in. So you gotta yeah, tour, tour, man. You gotta get out of your comfort zone. You gotta kind of expose yourself and be vulnerable. And it's a beautiful experience. And people respect you more. You know, you could play a a, a showcase in Asheville, North Carolina. You know, with a bunch of Asheville MCs, but they announce some dude from Connecticut's coming to the stage because he's on tour. People are paying attention. People are like, wow, okay, well, who's this new guy? Yeah. Yeah. You don't just find your way here from Connecticut by accident. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You got your shit together if you're here, so we're going to pay attention. And they do, and they buy your shit, and they support you. And then all of a sudden, you know, because of social media, you got people all over the country, you know, supporting you. Even if it's a modest, small amount. You know? every, every different, every person helps. Yeah. And think about any kind of business. If you own a, a food truck or a store or something, um, you know, you don't need to be the most famous food truck of all time you mm -hmm. just need to be you know put you need to take care of your family you need right. to, you know what i'm saying that's mm -hmm. pay your bills and that, that's what it's been about to me for a long time is, you know do it doing something you love you know what i mean and uh just, that's the best like way work. to enjoy life yeah yeah so what's the difference in mentality between being the artist on tour and being the one putting the tour together um that's there's a lot there's a lot I've luckily I've always been an artist that books his own stuff. Mm -hmm. So I kind of always kind of get that thing, but it can happen where people start to feel a kind of way, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, if you're an artist that's booking your own stuff, of course you're going to look out for yourself. You're going to give yourself the best time slots. <laughs> you're going to, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. going to make sure your name is very visible on the fly, but why, sh why shouldn't you? You're the one that's putting, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, you're the one that's, you know, if it flops and people are pissed off, then guess who they're going to blame you. So, right. you know what I'm saying? If it's going well, you might as well get yours while you can, because you're mm. the one that's doing all the work to make it happen. Right. You're the one who's got to take the hit if it doesn't go well. Mm. So, you know, that that's the main difference I see. I think that um, at the end of the day, what I book is independent. You know what I right. mean? Mm -hmm. So 
what I do as an artist is also independent. So there's not it, most people can respect both. Yeah. Um, but if you can get past those kind of minor, because this is the first tour for life is the first tour that I'm actually performing on that I've booked in five years. Mm. You know what I mean? I've booked plenty of tours. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wasn't even supposed to be on it in the first place. You know, mm. this just came to be like, you know, I'm back and I want to rock. You okay. Know, this, this is like, um, this pandemic like sucked, you know, yeah. and, like yeah. I'm, I'm over it and I'm, I'm ready to come back. I feel yeah. like it, it kind of proved to me that like, you need to, you belong back out there on the state. You know, me and Chuck did, we be out here mm-hmm. at the CT hip hop fest. And it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? It was like, this is, Felt this good. is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I missed this. Um, so I think that, you know, as an artist, when you go out on tour or just to play a show, you're focused on, like I was just saying, getting the most out of every, you know, squeezing every drop out of it, making sure, you know, you kill it, you know, mm-hmm. making sure you have your merch set up. And it's not just about selling merch. It's about merchandising, you know, like, let me set up some cool looking stuff here and not look like a bum when I set yeah. up my merch, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like things like that go into the the thought process when you're an artist. Whereas as an organizer, you're like got a ton of other things to worry about. Like, yeah. Like the riders that, I, you know, on Wednesday before tour, I have to go to Walmart and the liquor store and buy all of these rider oh, items geez. for all of these headliners. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fun. <laughs> fun. Times. What is, what is that like? It's, you know, the, these are the things that you have to deal with. <laughs> a lot of contracts, a lot of spreadsheets. I fucking hate spreadsheets. <laughs> I've filled out more goddamn spreadsheets over the last several months than mm. I ever want to fill out again. What's some of the oddest writers? I was just about to ask that same question. Like, what um, are some of the oddest things? Is like you see it? It's like what the ride? fuck? I was like, what the fuck? You know, I, don't... I need six green jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, and they have to be placed on the right side yeah. of the table. And four <laughs> Tostitos <laughs> chips. Make sure. And they don't look scooch. at me. Don't look at me when you walk in a room. I need you to be turned around I like when to... we talk. And my like man to... is gonna shake your hand <laughs> instead of me touching. Because I like to put my jelly beans in my Tostitos right. scoops. So make I it... need two pairs of socks. <laughs> One seen before. Airhead. Right, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A football helmet filled with cottage cheese. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, honestly, I've never gotten any crazy. I've heard a few funny stories um, about some artists that we probably all love, so I'm not gonna say them. Right <laughs> but, um, nah, in my if I ever got something crazy like that, I'd be like, I'm going with somebody else. I'm not, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Like. Right. But, um, <laughs> You seem like that type, too. So just be like, nah, yeah, I'm like cool. really, really, bro. But like, some of them are funny. It's like you know, Brother Ali, being that he's a, um, you know, he's an underground kind of backpacky kind of mm-hmm. a lot of hippie white boy fans. You know, like he wants kombucha and like you know, like uh, non GMO kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And like <laughs> you know, you get like the the Muslim. You know, it's like no pork can be anywhere near anything that I do ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you got to be very careful about right. that. No, absolutely. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, but it's not a big deal. It's it's par for the course. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever, and probably early on, have you ever, because this just made me think of something. I had a friend, ice rapper. He could have been like the white Cassidy, like so dope. Mm-hmm. And like he was feeling himself too much in other things came along the way and that's why he ain't popped like he should have like he could have been something this mm-hmm. tale is old as time right yeah. so he 
had a showcase where he didn't have to pay for it at Toad's Place for opening up, not directly opening up, but had a slot to be on an open show for, um, I want to say Black Eyed Peas, not Black Eyed Peas, Black Sheep. Okay, Black, Black Sheep. Sheep. He did not want to do it because there was no one there yet. Mm. Oh, yet. Yet. Like, people right. were still coming yeah, in right, and it right. was like scattered. He's like, yo, I'm not performing for an open crowd. I'm like, bro, who have you performed for before? <laughs> so <laughs> they don't I don't know understand. you. <laughs> they don't know you. And this is before promotion. Right. This is before social, social media, media was like really yeah. taking any time. We had MySpace. You know how many places I would have walked out on if I had that mentality? Right, right. So has there ever been a time where you're like, man, it's not enough people out here. I can't perform. No. Have any of your artists that you put on tour been like that? No. No. I put up for that. I, you know that, that deserves Good. applause, honestly. That, honestly, that I re- because they, I've been Word. in some spots where I'm like, no, there's been some like some on social media, like some people like making a little comment, like if I'm like promoting a show or looking mm-hmm. for artists for a show, they'll be like, you know, I'm not going on earlier than ten, blah blah blah, or whatever. I'm not performing for the, you know, for the staff or you know whatever they say. But it's like. In my experience, um, first of all, when you're when you're traveling, you don't want to be on late. You want to be on early because everybody that comes there to see artists from around the way are going to leave after their set. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. So, like, I put uh, I tell all the promoters when I book a tour, put my guys on first. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be pissed about it. They want to go on first because they know that's the best way to perform for an audience. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I put them on last. Everybody's going to be gone. You know what I mean? Damn, I didn't even so, think about it like that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you see, he always put us like. <laughs> yes, yes, because because not for nothing. But if you're the local support on a tour bill, mm-hmm. that's your job. Your job is to bring some heads out to the show, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and all it, your like you yeah. said, all your fans are gonna leave when your when your set's done, right? And I'm not. I I can never. That's one thing I've never done is gotten mad at. You know, you have no control over what your friends do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just happy they came through the door in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, like I, I am gonna structure it to kind of like you know, so everybody's best situation for everybody. You know what I mean? So like mm. these guys get an audience. Your people are chilling. You know what I mean? Then you rock. Then they they love it and you leave. You know, and they leave rather. And that's how it like, kind of goes. You know what I mean? But um, a lot of the full blast tours and the promoters that I've built with in all these cities they get what our whole mission and our purpose is mm-hmm. and they're they're good they're, they're very supportive like you could ask any of the artists on the tours you know on the they come back for more tours that like clearly they're having right, a they're, good experience yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so um when you do a tour a real tour 10 12 dates or more you're performing on weekdays you're performing on monday tuesday wednesday nights and mm-hmm. those aren't always you know packed you know what i mean it right. is you got to kind of understand mm-hmm. that going into it you know um and then when you do have a wednesday night that's actually way more packed than you would think it's it's great you know what mm-hmm. i mean you take it and it's awesome um mm-hmm. and that's how you know things are getting better because you get more and more of those you know what i'm saying that are right. happening those like, midweek right and yeah. um because what are you going to do when you're on tour thousands away just not play you know what I mean? On yeah. a Monday, you know, wait it out. You, no, just go out there and get what you can. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this, because I know, I, and obviously I'm not the, the type of person that puts shows together, but as a, uh, 
I guess the the consumer. I know I personally hate when someone comes on, you know, somebody an act comes on stage, and as soon as you know their set's over, them and all their people like leave. Does that bother you? Because I know it annoys me. Um, I guess the optics bother me because as a show promoter, you want it to look good at all times, and that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean to anybody. Um, but like I said. If I were to get mad at that person and mm-hmm. he says, okay, well, go fuck yourself. I'm not playing your shows no more. Then that's oh, all those yeah, people that, yeah. that, you know, it's like you got to mm-hmm. milk it kind of. You got to mm-hmm. almost like not. Like I said before, I'm, I'm just happy they came through the door in the first place. Mm-hmm. If your people really don't want to show love to the other people that are going, that's their prerogative. You know, they're the ones who paid to get in. If I, I was right. a consumer, I would want to get my money's worth. Exactly. I'm at a hip hop exactly. show. I want to see some hip hop. You know what I mean? Not everybody feels that way. Some people are like, I'm at a hip hop show to support my friend Mikey and everybody else can go fuck themselves. If that's your mentality, then hey, cool. You, you know, you probably have some deeper issues that maybe we can get into. <laughs> but yeah. know, for, for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to you Thanks. know sweat that or trip over that right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool, you know, because yeah, uh, we even experienced something like that. Was it last year when we did a uh, Decipher Fest? Where like, like it would be certain when pe- certain people were on stage, it'd be a packed crowd. And then when they're off stage, the crowd is anemic again. It's like, wait, what happened? Well, a part of that is what I just said. Maybe the person putting the lineup together isn't doing the, the best that they possibly mm-hmm. could. Because if they did know that, those people, that the acts would be on later. So those people would stay in the building. Well, it was. Keep your format right now. Yeah. That was his birthday show. So he, of course, was the headliner. And uh, well, there's, yes, there yeah. are those kind of. Uh, situations too that you can't do nothing about right Right. if somebody if it's a cd release party or something Mm -hmm. then yeah that is what it is but but yeah it was it was weird just seeing that because being on stage you get a different optic you know because we were the hosts of the show so it was like what this this person we call this person up to the stage and people just flood the stage it's like oh this is dope well and then we get back up after they're gone it's like where's everybody go (laughs) I, i can't sit here and you know and lie about it when when me and Chuck were doing our thing. Mm-hmm. That that's literally what happened every time we played. <laughs> and I always really I felt really bad about it. Like I didn't think that that was cool. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I can't tell you can't the, tell the people the that 30, came to, 40 yeah. people here that came here to see me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And they, what would happen is over time, like the people that would come to see me would they would find little acts that were on the bills that they would like and they mm-hmm. would rock with them. But they're just not going to rock with everybody because. We've always booked a lot of different, you know, we're not the boom yeah. bap show. You right, know what I'm right. saying? We're, we got everybody. We got trap artists. We got alternative hip hop artists. We got some, maybe even some singer songwriters, you know, maybe some, mm-hmm. some, some new. So got a little bit mumble, of everything on stage. Mumble yeah. jumble guys or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all good. Like it's, that's to me, that's what a party is. You get a bunch of different kind of people together for the same thing, but not everybody looks at it that way. You know what I'm saying? But, um. I would always feel really bad and I would make sure that I would stand there and watch, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, yeah, it sucks. You know, nobody wants to be the guy Mm -hmm. going on, you know, Mm -hmm. after somebody that just, you know, shuts it down and then all their people walk out the door. It, It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Anytime yeah. I pay my ticket to get to a showcase, I'm there until they turn the lights on, nigga. Because I'm like, if right. I'm paying forty dollars for pay, something, right? If I'm, I'm in paying there fifteen, until the forty dollars, forty dollars. That's a nice showcase. <laughs> I wish nigga. we could charge for it. Right, I paid fifteen <laughs> for two boots. I've done right, all I've that. Been, I'm, I'm every there. time they did a show, at that's two what I'm saying. Boots, I, was I was there, there the entire they, time. Because yeah. shit, synth, Unicron. That's how I met all the. But chances are, the people that do come in. 
sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're there for that artist. Usually that artist, they either get them in free or at a reduced amount. And they're like, all right, he's done. I'm gone. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I don't like is, yeah, all your people can leave, but you better stay your ass right here. <laughs> when, you, when you turn around and walk out with them, then there's a the problem. You know yeah, because I mean? yeah. I've seen that happen. Because there's still, yeah. yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, but this is my ride, man." I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that excuse a million times. It's yeah. my ride. Absolutely. Well, you know what? <laughs> Figure that out ahead of time and make sure that that's part right. of the arrangements that you've right. got to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not only do you have to be there when you're supposed to be there, you be there till you don't got to be there till the lights come on, like right. you said. But you know, support, man. At that's least till the show is over. The yeah. full show is over. Right. I feel you. When people start drunk freestyling at the end, then you go. Yeah. yeah. When you know they I mean? start cam running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we definitely want to thank you for coming on the show, bro. Where can they find you at? Um, everywhere, man. Um, Facebook is my uh, my real name is Kenny Mercer. You're more than welcome to link up with me there. Okay. Um, you know we're on Instagram and Facebook as Full Blast Booking, and all my artist stuff is Deuce Bug. Yeah, All right. Instagram, um, Facebook, what, whatever. Yeah. Tell them one more time where the show is and when. Yes, sir. Um, Tour for Life featuring Rakim, Capadonna, and many more. August 29th at the Klein Memorial Theater outdoor concert space, which is their parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, I highly recommend Parking Pass because if you don't, it's on street parking um, and you could be walking. Who knows? I don't, you know, who knows how, <laughs> how that goes. But um, yeah, it's a great, uh, great show for a great cause. I want to give a huge shout out to Mental Health Connecticut, my partners. Yeah, word, straight um, up. Please visit their website. Visit them on socials. They're a very amazing community-based um, organization. I mean, they, they helped my DJ Funk Swig get housing. I didn't even know about wow. that. Like when I told him my partner. Funk Swig. He's like, yeah, no. yeah like, shout out to Funk Swig. Yes, shout out to Funk Swig. Um, but their MHC is so in that you know that they're their ears to the streets mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they're they're community based they're they got a lot of love for hip-hop you know what i mean um they got a lot of love for the arts in general and yeah. they do they do great they, i mean they do like poetry workshops art classes that you know they do so much that they sponsor or present themselves that's um really great for the community and great for mental health mm -hmm. management um i feel like we didn't get to talk about that enough because it's so important yeah um you know suicide is the scariest thing in the world especially right. for parents and um we really need to start keeping it real with our our mental health our physical health is like embedded in us naturally to you, you know you break your arm you go to the doctor you're sick you go to the doctor it's it's, yeah. it's normal we need to normalize the same way for mental health and, and stay on top of our mental health and treat it normal and the stigma where it's, it's weird to, to think that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what this tour is all about. That's what MHC is all about. Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out. Mental Health Connecticut. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And follow them, please. Yeah. And um, I want to shout out AGL too. They're sponsoring the, the Connecticut show. Mm -hmm. um, it's also uh, important to um, factor in medical marijuana as a legitimate... Um, you know, it's not for everybody, but it mm -hmm. is one of the, the qualifying, leading qualifying conditions for medical marijuana in Connecticut are all mental health issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, I'm not saying it absolutely will, but it may help yeah, you. And there's help. so many different options these days when it comes to medical marijuana. It's not just smoking weed anymore. Yeah. Um, so explore your options and the stigma. Look for um, any ways, you know, whether it's meditation, any kind of self-care to just take care of yourselves man and uh and be well that's that's what it's all about yeah, yeah. 
So we do this little thing we call last calls. I don't know if you checked it out or not. Basically, when we give an unsigned artist um, a little light. So it's the last call as in, you know, bar. Yeah, it's the last call the bar, at the bar. Yeah. So we play a little records for them. Cool. And uh, yeah, D-Dub, who's up first, sir? Yo, I'm going to go first. Okay. okay. That never I happens. Mean, I'm about to say. Because listen, people don't know that I met this deuce bug because I did mad shows with this. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With a, the crew it's been LFR. a long time, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Shout out to C Bugs. Absolutely. Shout out to um Left Field Rhythms and Stars of Beyond. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to play a Left Field Rhythms too. record. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I produce. Okay. What? Okay. What? Oh, we go. shit. Oh, a lot, lot of potential, bro. Check it out. Got a lot of potential I was really happy from the day that I met you Looked in your eyes and I saw something special Didn't want to say something wrong to upset you You did this beat? You got a lot yeah. of potential I was kind of happy fuck from you the doing day that I met show? I got beats, bro, but listen What? Let me know, show me a sign, huh? Give me some proof, don't want to stress you Want to take you home and undress you Caress you, hallelujah, thank the Lord God bless you Got me nervous, told me baby close the curtains Uncertain, doubting, don't really know if it's worth it Will I reach a spot without missing a target? It's getting all sticky, icky, that's how we start this Regardless, conversations into the cosmic Man in my spaceship on a tip Oh yeah, I'm talking a lot of shit after this Alright Cause I'm listening to this beat like D-Dub, what the fuck? Yo Thoughts transmitting and receiving it Mickey D's, girl, you know you loving it Then I drink your wine from the Ark of the Covenant what up? Overindulgence, got me all buzzed and shit Yeah, you got a lot of potential I was really happy from the day that Big I leaf, what up? Looked in your eyes and I saw something Just special Didn't wanna say something wrong to upset you I used to be the cat that had the love and believe him Didn't have room in my heart to receive him mm. When I met you, girl, yo, I start believing No silliness deceiving, I was overachieving Please give me an info, love, and stop the teasing This ain't the season for intellectual treason The reasons, the reasons we are here Is for those moments of pleasing Hand on your waist, thoughts up when you're tired Side. Don't wanna fail, get the tail from the dark side Girl, let's get together and spiritually climax Hope you get the picture coming bigger than IMAX Bigger is better, get the cheddar and blast off Harder than Gibraltar, ain't no way that this man saw We can get together, hit the grip, take them pants off And we can go to war like we having a dance off mm. You got a lot of potential I was kinda happy from the day that I met you When I looked in your eyes, yo, I saw something special Didn't wanna say something wrong to upset you Boogie, what up? Got a lot of potential. I want the vessels, but the thighs I wanna get in between two. I'm an MC tonight, that means master those courage boots. Like it, like them thumbs up on Facebook. When that sun go down, it's about to go down. SWV, we can take it downtown. Jump in the whip, mind, don't feel lonely. Cook up some eats rhymes like Brother Jerobe. She has a boogie man, I said that's most death. I'm C Bugs, and I like the boogie most death. Play that little Sean, throw those hickeys on your neck. Woke Chamberlain status, you rock it with the best match set. And by the lip attention Beside your back Let me ease some tension Slip out the clothes Let me use a metaphor Blaze from the fear Follicle through the pedicure Oh, you got a lot of potential Yo, hold up D-Dub, what the fuck? Yo, so, yo. so you make beats, right? <laughs> <laughs> we always saying Oh, we looking for people who got beats 
This man is a fucking artist, <laughs> and you ain't never told us. Hey, yo, Denzel over there just shaking his head like, oh, you've been making beats this whole time? Almost three years we've been doing a fucking podcast. This is the first time we heard one of your beats? The whole time. A- Do you still make beats, or you just got beats in the vault? Beats in the vault that I'm trying to just polish up. No doubt. But whole time, also be always in my ear on the side conversation (laughs) about letting him master my shit and mix my shit. Like, nigga, can you you show me your catalog real quick? You got anything I can skate on? He always in my ear like a net at a fucking barbecue. (laughs) Yo, man, yo, my peoples, let me turn... Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, yo, if you if you really looking for beats, um, we got producers on the CT uh hip hop spot right. Facebook group that I tell that hit me up like, yo, I'm trying to who who needs beats? I got beats. I'm like, post them, post yeah. them. So, so join the group if you have. All right, cool. Um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot. Of the dr- I think Unicron actually. Thing, I'll be asking this dude this hell for that. a record too, bro. You want you understand? But you knew what you it's had like, in the top too. You DJ my whole virtual. You DJ my whole virtual concert. <laughs> we out here doing three. We ain't here doing that two record, three hour rehearsals, record, and you ain't decide to slide one in. That record was the 07 raucous era, dude. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, Mad Skills, Mad Skills, was, Mad Most Skills. Deaf. Also, yeah. that's Miss Fat Booty. Um, <sighs> I'm mad, uh, steroids. I'm mad I can't think of the name of the group. Slum Village. That, Slum that Village. says Slum Village Ooh, all over it. Damn. No wonder why you wanted to be Dilla during the Kanye verse. Uh, <laughs> got it. He got it. He right. resonates. I Who's guess next, I'll go man? up next then. All right. all right then. Um, so you know, to try to to get the podcast, you know, heard by more ears and seen by more eyes, we've been trying to be more present on social media. Uh, so Indeed. Denzel, Denzel, and and smooth. Uh, sorry, Denzel and uh, Luck have been running the the Instagram. I've been kind of on the TikTok side of things, and I've been finding a lot of artists on TikTok. So I reached out to this one young lady Yo. that I uh, ran across on TikTok. Her uh, her name is Nishai Iman. I'm, I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly, but uh. I came across this on TikTok and she sent it over to us. This Listen is uh, Lost. Podcast. Podcast. Yo, shit, nice. All my life 
Like the production. Nah, she got the change in flows. Yeah, this is dope. Even down to the way it's mastered. Shout out to her, Nishai Iman. All right, now. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Go ahead. Okay. This record is by one of our guests that was on the show. Talk about it. Uh, You know, definitely want to keep showing him love. It's actually his birthday uh, month, so shout out to him. Happy birthday. His birthday was last weekend. Okay. Yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday. Um, yeah, so this record is Alex Sims with Ghetto Boy. Bridgeport's own. I gotta connect with more Bridgeport artists, man. You know, spend. I know all the OGs. I need to know some of the the new ones. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, we got you. Trust me. I'm (laughs) right here. Come to a kickback. Yeah, you'll get those. Yeah, come to a kickback. Turn it up a little bit, dub. Shout out to Netta. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that Netta? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I toured with Netta. You know that, right? No, I didn't. No, yeah, years ago. Yep. I was in the same whip and everything. Yeah. We got in a car accident. <laughs> she told me about yeah. that. Yeah, well, Netta's my girl. Yeah, yeah I know I her love, since high school. I got a lot of love for Netta, man. Keep it going. I know you are hoping. I sip up the flowing. I know people like you, and for you, I keep the motion. Cause if I stop it now, just know the shit is mediocre. I cannot keep still when nobody ever stop me. I think that is the problem, and now the city's rocking. I show my people love, but to is not an option. The nature of the cut, I seem to drop it like a topic. Yeah. Sometimes I forget to humble myself. Deep breath, it really doesn't help. Lost in the motion. I'm feeling hope. 
Everybody stay away, away If I can't find no peace inside this earth, I go away, away Going through the struggle, I just really need to break today The struggle and the hustle and the really trying to make a way Do this for my son, I just want to make him proud Do whatever in my power just to make sure that he smile Promise I'ma keep it up, I'ma never let him down Even if it take a while, keep my head up to the sky oh. What's the name of the song? Ghetto Boy. Ghetto Boy. Yo, this is tough. Yeah, Ghetto Boy by Alex Sims and that's, Netta. That's the reggae vibe, but that's Alex Sims? Yeah. 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 There you go. He was actually the guest on the last episode. This is dope. I'm a ghetto boy. Fire What up, Scooty? Fire record. Fire record. Netta's dope, man. Yeah, Netta's ill. I was with Netta maybe like three, four months ago. No, not three, four. Maybe like two months ago. We was in the studio or whatever, and we was like just playing on this keyboard. I'm saying shout out to Mojo Beats. Mm. Um, he won't come on the show. But, okay. uh, yeah, it's nothing personal, but <laughs> that's my man and I get it. But <laughs> uh, shout out to Mojo. And we was in Mojo's studio or whatever. And we was just like messing around with the shit. Mm. I left. I didn't realize she was going to put this shit out. I'm like, this song. Damn. No, no, no. Oh, this oh, song. Oh, oh, oh. A just whole nother record. Gotcha. And she ended up performing it at our last kickback. I'm like, it's the record I helped oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the I'm one. like, oh shit. I didn't even expect the the beat to go this way. And she mm. killed it. At like killed nine it. o'clock in the morning on a random highway in Rhode Island, I had to hold Netta back from fighting these hillbilly dudes <laughs> that hit us. They they hit us, right? And just kept driving. Whoa. So like they hit us hard. And like I pulled over and I called the cops. And the cops found them. Mm. Right. And I'm talking to the cops and they're like, they're like, just stay right there. We're going to be right there. And we got them. They're coming back. I was like, they're coming back? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like, what, what the fuck? And they came back with these with the people that hit us, okay? And the cop comes up to the car, and the first thing he says is like, all right, guys, where's the weed? <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, I called you, all right? There's no weed. Just chill. What the and, fuck? Right? And then and then this, <laughs> this truck that hit us pulls up behind the cop, and Netta just gets out the car. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm just like, what that don't even sound like that. That's <laughs> Wild. Yeah, she was pissed. It was her car. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, her car. Like, she we were... was tight, and you know, it, it was a it was an unfortunate situation. But she, if she held it together. If, other than that, if but. it if it was the year I'm thinking it was, I can understand if it was the car that got hit. It was a Ford Focus. Yeah, because she yeah. was going through a lot of shit already with that yeah, car. Yeah, because she was actually getting that car. She was, was talking a lot about of shit. She was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, thinking. Too. If yeah. I'm thinking about the year, I'm like, yeah, no, I can understand why she why mm-hmm. she flipped. Because yeah, yeah, it was a lot of shit to get through that to get to that. And car. she had she had me driving. I was driving, and um, 
you know, it wasn't like this dude hit me, but like he was driving recklessly. So yeah. like I was doing one of those things where like I'm not gonna let this dude cut me off because right. he's being an asshole. Like right, you know, I'm, right. I, I was actually doing that to be safe. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? But he did it anyway and just just hit us. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So I think Netta was a little mad at me. Like she thought I I could have avoided it. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know the dude. You That's understandable. Yeah. Like you know, but I felt really bad. You know, the yeah. whole rest of the tour, the mirrors hanging off the car. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, yo, Netta was, killed it every night that oh, tour. Of course. And um, she was great to to room with and drive yeah. with. She sleeps a lot, though. She sleeps more than <laughs> anyone I've ever seen. Like, she just sleeps. Yo, who's up next? <laughs> I guess it's me. Yeah. All right, the year was 2021. She sleeps a lot, though. <laughs> Uh, the year is 2021. This record is called 2021. This was five months ago. On the first day. Right. You know I mean? This was last week. Shut I don't know the month. January. I don't know the month. <laughs> January I don't know the month. I don't know the month. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's 2021. These are my kin folks, my cousins, man. King Kami featuring Black Man. The record's called Lord Knows. Available on all streaming platforms. Shout out Bridgeport once again. Lord knows I'm trying. You're listening to the Rhythm and Bruise Podcast. This um, Kamikaze used to be with CCL. Yeah, yeah. I know it's yeah. Some gas and pour me a glass. Rather stay to myself, cause most y'all energy trash. Rather work on my craft, try and get to a bag. Almost fell for that bitch, and I knew she was bad for my health. That's the devil, try and keep me off track. Had to cut some people off, cause they ain't bout shit. Content where they at, like they ain't trying to make it out. Shit, we obviously on two different times, two different grinds. And although my love is genuine, I ain't losing sight of mine. You understand me? Should be Come on, Kobe. Shouldn't have to explain. Boy, cold, man. I be trying to tell people about my kinfolk, now. Y'all play all day, but me, I ain't Lord, with the game. Who's this on the hook, though? Black man. Really? Yeah. Today, I find my way down and I pray to God. I know what I'm doing wrong. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. I ain't giving it And I'm assuming he also made the beat. Wanna be me. Sick of stressing and depression. I just wanna be free. I just wanna be blessed. Like the blessing I am, I'm honest. Keep it a hundred. I am not with the scams. 2020 vision. First half was pumping some grams. Second half, car crash. 15 hours later, pop, pop, pass. So I gotta be here for my grams. Plus, I just got evicted. Now I'm here with my grams. Damn. Mm. Gotta thank God for the fam. The ones who really got your back. Not the ones who pretend. Told the good woman who want me. I just wanna be friends again. Now she fed up with me and want the friends at the end. Mm. Not trying to hold the Back from finding what she looking for. She coming long way from jail visits and cooking raw for that fuck nigga. See me, baby, I ain't no fuck nigga. Just wanna make sure I'm right. Lord knows I ain't perfect. No.
love this. The hook is cold, man. I like this whole thing. It's the bass line. Yeah, really, it really is. It brings it out. Like, yeah. Whoa, that's, that sounds like an industry song. Yeah. That's it dope. does. That's a dope yeah. track. Yeah. Shout out to King Kami, Black Man 103. Again, that's family. That's blood family. Uh, Kenfolk, all that. So. Shout out once again to everybody. Mm-hmm. The Scooty. Shout out to the Shy Iman. Shout out to Left Field Rhythms. Shout out once again to Kami and, and uh, Black Man 103. At Hi-Fi Studios. Go follow them. And once again, shout out to our guests. Deuce Bug. Deuce Bug. Of the Full Blast Movement crew. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you for having me. This was really cool. Yeah, man. Right, yeah. Bruce Podcast. Till next time. We at... Rhythm and Bruce Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.